Hello, and welcome back to Sarah's Space. Uh, it is a very interesting space tonight, and Sarah's in quite an interesting mood, if I might speak about myself in the third person. I am sitting in a small studio within Harbor Dance Studios, uh, next to some very active rooms that you will probably hear in the background, next to one of my oldest and dearest friends, Jill Hennis Nuato. Are you saying I'm old? <laughs> Let's, let's start right okay. there. Okay, so I've known her for a long time, and she is currently older than she was when I met her. That's true. Yes. Is that better? That's better. Okay. I'm not an ageist at all. There's no. nothing wrong. I just wanted to clear that. <laughs> so, and I've dropped the, the dude's name. It's just Jill Hennis. Okay, back to the, or, okay. the origins of our meeting right. then. Okay, so yeah. I'm sitting here with Jill Hennis, who's not old, <laughs> and that I've known for a while. Still married, but still married. didn't take on the name. Okay. It was complicated. It's Italian. There's a lot of a lot of problems. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. The syllables, yeah, consonants. pronunciations, consonants, whatever. So, uh, we are going to have a conversation that may wander a bit, and we invite you to enjoy that trip and journey down Wandering Lane. Um, might I start it with, how on earth did we meet? What is your memory of our meeting? Mm. Um, well, we would have met at the dance gallery. That's correct. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing a memory check in there. <laughs> and the dance gallery um, is such a, it's seared onto my, my heart DNA of... Um, a place I refer back to for um, maybe launching my sense of uh, devotion and what that really meant. So all the people that I met at that time um, live in my body Absolutely. in a really PC way. <laughs> oh. Oh gosh! Oh, just started. I'm sorry. So back to how we met. And so it would have been at the dance gallery. Yeah. I think maybe even because uh, Sarah used to also um, take other roles. As I'm sure you know of her, she's not just a one-trick pony. <laughs> um, there were toilet cleaning duties. Yes, and, um, I definitely. We might have. That might have been. <laughs> She might have said to me, wait! <laughs> and, um, oh, so that ensued um, the beginning of our friendship. Yes, well, my memories, I, I, I know I definitely cleaned the toilets there. I, I don't know how that tied in to our exact meeting, but no doubt it was an aspect of it. Yeah. And uh, definitely classes with Earl Crawl. Uh, the mm -hmm. occasional class for me with Grant Stratty because it was on a day that I was always working and uh, one or two classes with Diane Miller at the time but as I understand it that studio when it still existed was your that was your childhood studio right that was where you yeah from, from 12 on okay okay so teenagerhood was, yeah budding budding but, uh, yes. but and yeah, it was so special and unique because it was a training school and and also it wasn't meaning that I think there was 
just over a half a dozen of us in, yeah. in the actual training program and the rest was catered to the professional community pre-professional um, Valley BC started in those studios yeah. so it was such a beautiful integration and um, in in a great way not in a bad way in a great way it was like how are you gonna behave in this space not as a kid yeah and yeah. I don't mean that in a crummy way, like yeah. not stripping away your, your frivolity. And, but it's like, how do you honor this space? And um, I feel like that's how I learned not just how to bend my knees, but how do we, how do we communicate with each other? And how mm-hmm. do we, um, what does it mean to be an artist? Mm-hmm. And so. Well, you would have had gift. exposure to so many. It's funny because I, I was already at that time when I met you, I think you were 14, a new 14, and I was 19 or just turning 19. So I was already, my expectations were, well, of course, this is a professional environment. And I remember seeing all these young people in there and thinking, well, getting a little bit actually caught up in the envy, just what a cool place to come to every day and be exposed to all these different characters from all these different aspects of their careers, you know, Mm -hmm. in my case, totally at the beginning and some people's cases they were in their 40s there and and so well established and dropping in for class Mm -hmm. and and so many different um so so many men in class too which Mm -hmm. is huge for a ballet student to actually realize this is what it feels like to have that different energy in the room plus your two main teachers were male yeah yeah, I feel like that was an incredibly special place, yeah. for sure. And so in that way, that wasn't intimidating. I mean, sure, there was times it was intimidating, but there wasn't sort of this all of a sudden you're 18 and, and um, having to interact with yes, males. Yes. It, was, yes. um, it was just a part of it. And I think at the time, I would never have been able to have the, the vocabulary around it. But I think looking back, it also made me... Um, see that there are so many different ways to approach this life mm-hmm. in dance mm-hmm. because it was this um you know from 12 years old 12 13 to people in their 40s and 50s yeah. having had careers having not had careers yeah. but are devoted to this practice and so um it, it was a real gift though at time i struggled with that in my early 20s how to find my own particular clarity with that but in retrospect, the gift was, there's not one way to do this. No. And I think often when you're maybe in environments where everyone is the same as you are, mm-hmm. you, without it maybe even being applied, that you just sort of see one direction. And, and I, w- I, will, I will not only concur with that, but I will actually reaffirm that. That is 100% the way it is. And I'm, I know that many training institutions currently want so badly to provide more options for their students as they enter into their grade 12 year and think about going off. But I still feel like there's so much uh, guidance Mm -hmm. and the guidance is not necessarily coming from a place from the person having experienced those options. So thereby the options are theoretical. So it's still kind of like, why don't we just open a big career possibility book? And I feel like not having that human interaction and that ability to rub shoulders, excuse the pun, with people that were in the midst of, like you just listed, all these different facets of their own life, I, uh, I can say that it, it doesn't provide the same eye, wide-eyed opportunities. I feel like 
it, it provides wide eyes all right, but in the wrong way <laughs> where just, this is terrifying. And, and I feel like it's almost also now, it's so rare to find young people that are able to walk right into the professional world. Not only because the opportunities are less, granted, I'm not saying that it's some fault of a, a guidance counselor or teacher or, or dancer, but I'm noticing that a lot of young people now really feel like they need an intermediary space. So it's a, it's a professional training program after they've just trained. Yeah. Where you're again in the same position where there's people sort of corralling you into a pathway, whereas you said you got to watch people doing their thing and realizing that they're all doing their thing slightly differently. Yeah. And funnily enough, I don't know how many times you experienced this, but I've, I've bumped into people as recently as 20 years ago that had gone to class. We found out that we had this comp because they, they would sort of like, you know, let it slip that they had danced in the 80s or the 90s and they danced at a place in Vancouver and we'd find out that we would have been possibly in the same class at the dance gallery at some point and they were doing a totally different career at that time when I met them again and they it would almost be this kind of interesting oh we were we were actually in that kind of magical space at the same and and then you're almost a little awkward because mm -hmm. it was it, it doesn't exist any longer you know so I don't know how to I, I, I don't know where I'm going with that except that yeah I know I'm wondering um, <laughs> <laughs> well all I mean to say by that is that it, it it's both charming and wonderful because it is so special that you find that connection and yet it provides that awkwardness that that connection no longer exists so now what do we do with it yeah and I guess if someone is interested in in going back to that place and seeing what it illuminated it's such a beautiful tether right so how does someone want to walk through that information but and I think also too being exposed to such variety and meaning that not everyone's pursuing a professional career but they're devoted to the practice mm -hmm. and what does that mean it also for me it, it deepens the practice because the goal isn't to get a gig that's not what I was taught right I mean of course that when you're pursuing it as a profession that's when you're hoping to get a gig but seeing that this this practice um, is so much bigger than that and within that all the personalities that live yes. in it yes. and the eccentricities and I mean at the time of course when you're 16 and remember this I'm not going to mention names no. but um, a character let's say that a character <laughs> would sort of pull out this strange little box of what we all decided was some sort of like drug infused tar Oh, of course it wasn't. It was probably no. some type of. It was probably molasses. It was probably just right. some energy fuel. But yeah. of course, at sixteen years old, a couple yeah. gaggle of yeah, young yeah. young yeah, yeah. females, um, we decided that uh, you know it was this illicit thing. But what it did is like, it's all welcome here. Yeah. And that eccentricity, and he probably he just had his routine. He had his routine, and it gave permission for those eccentricities that I think creates also a doorway for your artistic expression. It's okay to not look like everybody else. Yeah. It's okay to express yourself differently. And in yeah. fact, that is what you almost need to seek to um, be able to create something that has never been created. Yeah. How can we create from that place if it's known? So yeah, there is just so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when something is really, you know, you've got great soil in the garden. It's just so fertile. Fertile. <laughs> And again, that has nothing to do with the people still living in me. Nothing to do with that. 
<laughs> There's no correlation to that. <laughs> Such a fertile so fertile. We crush. will uh, digress from that. Um, I, I think that's a wonderful actual segue to because you're talking about professional eccentricities and and the learning experience and the and the permission it gave to go on and find your own path. Do you care to speak to what your path has been in a nutshell since the moment where you basically graduated, I guess? Hmm. <laughs> and, and you can nutshell it. You can yeah. say it however you want to say it. And I think now I wonder, I don't know, maybe as you get older, you always look back and say, we were in a different time. Yeah. I don't know. Is that just part of the human experience? Um, by the way, we are talking about in my time. Yeah. By the time 17, 18, 19, you're expected to be getting gigs. Mm-hmm. And whereas now there's um, there's more space. I feel like mm-hmm. and it's encouraged. And I think that's a great thing. Why are we trying to get somewhere so quickly? But my first real professional gig was at 16 and with um, uh, me and my other young friend we were the only two real young ins and everyone else were professionals and we toured and traveled and and so when I look back now it's like 16 that's so young but it felt I didn't feel young yeah I felt like I had everything to learn yeah but it felt like oh here we go yeah so I'm now a 47 so, hands up. So, yeah, in the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, some stuff's happened. Some stuff happens. It's been a long and winding road. She has a nice voice, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Very generous. Um, so, wait till I have some brandy. Then I have a beautiful voice. I guess what I mean to say is, is that uh, because I know that you have done some extensive choreography work, and I know that uh, your your life's journey has also taken you to different locations through the world, and you've done so much traveling. Uh, but you've also, as a professional performer, but also just for personhood, and you've also relocated within Canada a couple of times. And my understanding with within those relocations, you have formed your own troop, your own yeah. collective, your own... It's a great word, troop. We I need like to bring that. back that I word. I like that, troop. troop. I do love that. Because I, I just, yeah, I just feel like it means people are walking forward. Yeah, we're you trooping. Know? Yeah. We're trooping. But what, I guess, I guess in a nutshell, what led you to want to create a, a, a group of humans that would... I'm, I don't know if you had other people create or if you could create works on them. What led you to want to do that in a more solid state rather than just go out and seek to do other people's work? Um, complete uh, self-sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. No, I mean, I think I always had this... Um, it's funny because I was ruminating on this thought the other day that what inspires one to be in a space where you're cl- collecting people and saying like, hey, come with me, I have this this idea and are you interested in, in um, bringing it to life with me? Um, and it's my idea. Did I say that? Yeah. Um, and I think what I've always really yearned for is... Uh, and I don't mean to sound this in some kind of arrogant way, but creating community mm-hmm. and kind of being in charge of that mm-hmm. in the way that it's like all the things that I felt that didn't align with me mm-hmm. in situations um, and how I was treated or 
given opportunity to have a voice or not. Mm-hmm. I wanted to cultivate a space that felt um, really potent and away from my lens. And mm-hmm. I and it's like, oh, that's the way to do it. And at the same time, I also just had a really big burning desire to um, create work that included other people. Right. And sometimes that meant, and I did start a company when I was in Saskatoon that yeah. afforded me the opportunity and and funding and support. Yeah. Um, and I think that was also part of it. You know, it's like nature nurture. Right. You have the desire right. and, and a, search, a situation appears. Um, I was just really interested in here's my idea and what happens if I transfer it to you and what else is interesting about that? Right. Like how can I get past my idea? Right. And so the way I felt to do that was in a choreographic state, which right. may be counterintuitive. One would think maybe choreography is because people want to express their idea. Right. It's like I want my idea to transform because I feel like I'm not interesting enough. I want it to go further than right. what I can possibly put forward. And for me, um, choreographically, that felt at that time too like the way to go about it. Right. Where there's an interpreter, you're wanting to expand and transform information that's being infused to you, but it's still coming in and through you. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. coming at the opposite way. It's, yeah. it's coming. It's going the opposite way. Now I'm, I've said that four times. <laughs> opposite way it's clear changing the arrows changing the arrows around and it was deeply beautiful and huge learning curves and also noticing my tendency to uh want to wear all the hats right don't do that yeah delegate Um, delegate and also maybe to the way we've come from a time where this idea that success uh, comes from um singularity mm-hmm. and for me to be successful or to know what I'm doing I have to have all the things in my mm-hmm. toolbox and of course <clears throat> come to realize that is not true mm-hmm. and mastery does not come from a lone wolfness mm-hmm. and um, yeah so that was the starting of that and that um, carried on for uh, five six seven eight eight years right and it took on a different iteration after five. In what way? So five, I really had it structured as this is a not-for-profit and this is a company and right. you're the dancers and I'm the director. And uh, I felt for that to go further, for me to be able to support the whole space, the dancers, it needed to expand. It couldn't right. just be me being the marketing and the director and the things and the that. Yeah. and the, It needed to expand. And for whatever reason, those other entities weren't coming. I right. didn't meet someone who said like, yeah, this is my, I want right. to be a part of this. Right. And maybe at the time too, I think I really pushed myself. And so I didn't have a, a big bandwidth to go seeking that. Right. And I think I was really yearning more of the intimacy. Yeah. Whereas in that director role, I felt a real sense of loneliness yeah. and self-imposed. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get back to the intimacy of creating. Yeah. And so... I let the company structure go, and one of the dancers that had been dancing with me for four years, four of those five years, yeah. I said to her, um, here's the new deal. I'm not interested in being the director. 
this is still my work, but I'm much more interested in that collaborative uh, process. Yeah. And I, I'm not interested in having lots of people in the space right now. <laughs> and I'm looking at the intimacy and, um, and so that, that lasted for, for three years. Was that still in Saskatoon? No, uh, Saskatoon was two years, went to Calgary and the company in its formal sense uh, went on for another three years. Okay. And then three years of that second iteration. Were you in Calgary for six years? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is that interesting? I just feel like I rambled on sort of like a bit of resume. No, 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 no. Because I think that what happens uh, when people are interested and curious as to people's pathways and like you said, everyone's own eccentric way of navigating their arts career is you said some very important things there about starting your own situation and the original seeking that you sought the intimacy the creation the community got lost because you ended up running everything which is so much work and it is lonely because you then end up have to you have to create a little bit of a distance in order to keep your head on straight and in order to keep people doing what they're supposed to it's tough i mean i i i I can genuinely say that ties 100% into the reason why I don't actually ever want to run a dance school. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's that distance from the actual being there with the young people and helping them create the path they want to be on. If you're constantly running all the business end of things, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I I didn't want to... um I just really had to sit back and, and ask myself what I was wanting from this. Yeah. And for some people, it is about having a company and that takes on another persona. Yeah. And that feels really nurturing and, and fulfilling. And for me, it was always about that connectivity and creating yeah. and feeling that vitality and the joy from that. And um, it was starting to, that was no longer almost possible. Yeah. I mean, Within yeah. it, for it to expand, that needed to not be possible in the capacity that I was, uh, my role. Right. And um, it was starting to not make sense to me. Right. And it's like, what right. am I doing? Yeah. And, and then, too, I think artistically and creatively, um, they're synonymous. Uh, <laughs> I was, it's like something needs to blow open mm-hmm. because I was kind of getting over myself in terms of what I was producing and it's Mm -hmm. like something needs to really blow open and change I need to put myself in a different state of being Mm -hmm. so that I can allow space for something else to move through me Mm -hmm. and um, so is that around the time that you moved back to Vancouver well that was the start of that second iteration that intimate um, uh, more of a, a collective I called it like a uh, a hub. Right. <laughs> um, no, coming back to Vancouver was a complete um, letting go of all that. Right. Okay. It was like, okay, let's burn down the house. Right. Nobody burned down my house, please. <laughs> I don't need that. It was burning down the house. No, that was really mm-hmm. like, let's fold the cards. Let's, that three years that, that had come to its... Um, fruition. Yes, yeah, come to its fruition mm-hmm. and it... it in terms of how it's set up, if it were to continue, it would have need to have another, I felt another rebirth of some sort. Right. And all the reasons were not revealing that. 
I had a space, a residency for three years, like all those things were coming to a close. Right. And then also um, my own personal life situation. Um, it was time to move back to Vancouver. Right. So. Right. So now that you're back in Vancouver, how long have you been here now? That's a great question. Um, Is it coming up to three years in the summer? It'll be three years. You know what? I guess we're at two and a half because it will be three years officially next December. Oh, no, because joking. I came back at the very end of August for like three weeks, a little oh, cameo. That's, it. that's when we visited, right? Yeah. Okay. So okay. A, a two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. So, years. given that you uh, revealed your beautiful age of 47, um, given that you are very active in the Vancouver dance community, and uh, as revealed to me earlier tonight, are actually currently working, working as an interpreter of someone else's work. So you are literally active in the dance community and you're teaching at Harbor Dance frequently. Uh, I believe also a lot of other places as times as, as time passes and opportunities arise. What what do you just as a human that has had a, a long journey in this business and not just in this business but in this sort of evolution of of finding your artistic self how would you like to see it culminate? Not that I, I really hate questions when people say, how do you see yourself in 10 years and when are you going to retire? You know, those sort of things. But And I don't mean it like that. I'm going to have a beach house. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I guess, I guess, do you have any further aspirations like you did when you were in Saskatoon and when you were in Calgary? Do you have something? And, and how, and if you do have an aspiration to that degree, could you please share with us how you see that happening because I know that a lot of people have aspirations and just don't know where to go mm. with that right oh this one is juicy yeah. <laughs> is the martini tray coming in sorry no martinis okay. there's some water <clears throat> well first of all I'd like to say that yeah it is really beautiful um 47 I think even 10 years ago I'd be like damn that's kind of old to be yeah. hurling around the studio um as we all know this idea of age is we're just tossing it out it's the relative. window. It's yeah. tossing out the window. It's relative, and um, and two, if we look at society, you know, this idea that as we get older, we're supposed to get quieter and smaller and take yeah. up less space, and yeah. I think that needs to be changed completely, rebunked too. It's twenty twenty, people, um, and there's so many great examples of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people continuing their practice, but I think instead of it being a marvel, it's mm -hmm. interesting. We still speak to it as like. Ooh, you're 50 and you're dancing. Yeah. Like, why is that a marvel? It sort of should be like, awesome, of course you are. Yeah. You still have stuff to say. That being said, I call it the OPD. OPD. Yeah, you know me. It's got the OPD, old people dancing. <laughs> got the OPD. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my next company. OPD. Okay. Right. Old people that uh, <laughs> in the I best will take way, right? Time to digest that. Yeah, yes. in the best way because yeah. we can. I mean that with with love. Um, that is such a juicy question. I think if you would ask me this even three months ago, mm -hmm. it would have been probably caught in my chest. And, right. Um, because yeah, coming back to Vancouver, it is. I'm from here. Maybe we can relate to that. What does hometown feel yeah, like? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I come across people and I still feel like I'm 15, but not in a cool way. Yeah. 
yeah. not in that effervescent 15 year old yeah. way but in that you don't know anything and, yeah 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 um, I've allowed myself to maybe feel that in the hometown mm -hmm. so it's been a um, a big healing journey and how do we come into our own and how do we own our voice um, so I, I'm still I'm so deeply interested in the potency and the for lack of a better words magic of the moving body mm -hmm. And yet I'm not attached to the ways in which I know that is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really interested in supporting other people's um, joy mm -hmm. and moving it through their body and how that can uh, inform and inspire whatever the heck they're choosing to do. Right, right. Um, in that way, what, what is integration? What is true integration? What is embodiment? And can it be an artistic expression in your accounting office? Mm -hmm. You know, do we mm -hmm. does art just need to live in certain houses? Venues, yeah. That being said, I also really, really, really love working with dancers because they're the magic key holders, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's something about that cellular intelligence that is unlike anything other, mm -hmm. and it is just so fun and juicy to play with. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm less and less interested in my own ideas. Wouldn't sound like it. <laughs> All I do is talk about my own ideas. <laughs> I love your little, uh, your little devil that sits on your shoulder and constantly pipes up every now and then just gives a little... <laughs> it's like a therapy session yeah. with yourself the it's whole time. It's true. Yeah. It's a business meeting. Right. Exactly. You, you staff. I know. As an independent yeah. artist. Yeah. We're, yeah. Um, so I'm really, you know what? Oh my God. You know what? What? Uh, I am so deeply interested in supporting, like I know you are. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, this is where we, we so connect and we, we go about it in similar ways and yet different ways mm -hmm. about helping some, reveal a br their brilliance, revealing mm -hmm. the human in front of you, their brilliance to the point of not just that moment of a, a physical expression, yeah. but that embodied, like you are brilliant mm -hmm. and you have so much to offer the world. And mm -hmm. for some reason, for me, that also feels incredibly joyful, supporting that through the moving body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, actually that, since you asked, yeah. I'll just offer this. And because yeah, where do you go with this information yeah. as a dancer? What is how do you keep stepping forward if maybe your interest isn't um, being a rehearsal director yeah, or all yeah. the different things we might see as, as these job opportunities, job opportunities <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm actually just started working uh, with a company in the States because yeah. somehow I, I can't stay put. And um, I've actually, it's very exciting. I've recently been asked to both co-create and be a director of a, a fellowship program. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. And why I'm so excited about it is that it is just that. It is that. Um, and in the States, I don't know if some of you are of that ilk. I'm not. I just seem to end up yeah. there. Um, that a fellowship, <laughs> it's part of the vocabulary, like to yeah. have fellowships. Yeah. It's a bit more of their learning educational structure and 
Um, it can be all of the things, but is that attached to a post-secondary institution? Then it's attached to um, an independent company that okay. has got um, tethers into institutions, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily directed to academia okay. institutions. Like they've got some uh, relationships with um, and developing relationships with. I shouldn't say because okay. it's still budding. Okay, but um, but I think what excites me about that. This is not just to promote myself. Uh, is that, sure it is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> is that it is that? Is that where do we go from there? Where do we? And this is particularly for dancers. Yeah. Dancers seeking what is the next iteration without having to throw it all away. Yeah. Because too, that was the you know we're either doing it or we're not doing it. Yeah. And how do we take this information and this wisdom and this this magic information? How do we empower that mm -hmm. and then see where it can also turn into other um, revenue streams mm -hmm. and career streams so that even if we are choosing to still be in the studio, we have this other supportive uh, career avenues right. to continue supporting and it not being, okay, I'm in the studio and then I go work at something completely different. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm marinating in my skills and I'm using these skills and I don't have to change myself. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm interested in. Okay. Whew. That was a Whew. big. I know. I'm really sorry. That's a lot. And still being in the studio. Yeah. So it's all of those things. Yeah. And it's all maybe in a lot of ways unknown. So in other words, you are not giving everything up tomorrow. Um, eschewing the entire arts world, moving to Florida, selling uh, flip flops on the beach, and offering to read palms. That is always a possibility. <laughs> I don't know where that all came from, but it sounds actually fairly desirable at certain times you know yeah yeah. There's, yeah there's nothing wrong with checking out no but no I'm interested because for a while and maybe this will I hope this is supportive for our listeners <laughs> <laughs> that at times I have felt if I want to break something open and I feel like there's more bubbling I have to give up the things I know right and that is incredibly painful yeah because it feels like, what? But this is such a part of me, and yet everything in you knows that there's something else with it. Right. And I think just that idea, as we evolve as humans, and we evolve in this art form, and it, we evolve, evolve um, in terms of our capacity to see what can transfer into what, Yeah. that no, let's take this wisdom, let's move it forward, and um, because the world needs us. Mm -hmm. They need the wisdom mm -hmm. of the dancing body mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it's, it's intellect, it's physical, it's mm -hmm. emotional, it's, it's all knowing. <laughs> mm. Well, it's, it's an interesting thing because uh, it's one of the, the things that I was just talking about this past week because people, when they get, young humans in general, when they get tired and worn down by just the vagaries of their lives and their schedules and their unrelenting quest for perfection, they, they forget how demanding the thing that they are seeking is on them. The f and I make jokes about it and sort of make it cut and dried about you're standing in next to nothing under ever-present fluorescent lighting in front of a mirror trying to have perfect symbiosis between your intellect your emotionality and your physicality 
And let's not forget the fact that those three do not love working together <laughs> at all times. And oftentimes emotionality during teen years, of course, takes the forefront. And then that the, the aspect of artistry that's spiritual gets completely lost until you can have some space away from being told how to do things. So that can't happen during formative training years. It rarely happens. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm double-checking myself there because I'd love it to happen. It would sure would help a lot of health be imbued into the arts community. But I think that um, I think I think it's lovely to to perpetuate that, and I love that you're doing that in whatever respect you are and in whatever venues you're in, and. Yeah, so be it's in the States and it's not necessarily being able to benefit the people closest by at this exact moment in time, but your experiences benefit because you're bringing them back. Yeah. And, you're, and you're, in, you're in this space whenever you... You're so fully present when you're in the space that you're in as a, as a person and a, and a giver of, I think, personal information too. And the personal information by that, I just mean that you you use different terminology than myself but the information that's in your body the information that you have accrued through the years of experience that you've had through the sharing you've done the creating you've done the letting go that you've done the coming back to and rebuilding the reinforming it's all you you bring it with you wherever you go and that's why you are as I have always smiled, such a delightful package because it, it just, well, no, truly, because it's not like having a, a hull of a person or a piece of a person. This person comes to you with all of that information within, and obviously in certain situations, certain parts are, are not dormant, but they're, they're, they're not... They're not at the forefront because they don't really want to slash need to be. Nobody wants all my parts. <laughs> <laughs> Now this sounds like this is going into relationship issues. That's not what I meant. Perfectly happily married. Okay, let's just let's inform that. Um, I think that uh, I think, as I say so often when I'm teaching people, is is that that as a as a guide to helping people realize the brilliance within themselves. No, bringing all of our parts into the room as that guide is not useful because they don't need all of our parts at that time. They need the parts of us that can be generous and giving and open and vulnerable and sharing. And the other parts that maybe are, are also very much a part of ourselves because we are so multifaceted. We are a prism of humanity. Mm. Uh, we, we need to... I guess realize that that is not necessarily helping someone else and when you're in that place of helping yeah it's yeah. not in conversation it's fantastic but uh in the helping place i feel like it's just taking well especially maybe if someone isn't owning what that is yes yes because i think there's a little there's a gray area there meaning i'd like to think i, I bring my whole self right the sticky bits the parts that i haven't figured out um the parts that are maybe feeling a bit sloggy but I feel like the minute I bring that in the space, it's not about that. Right, right. 
that inherently transforms because I did get caught in for many years thinking that I couldn't be my full self. Right. No one wanted that. And if I was having a hard time, well, no one needs to hear that. Now, that being said, it's not my therapy space. It totally is. Um, you know, but I think it's the context and how you bring it in. Yeah. yeah. For me, anyway, I've known that's been a huge transformation for me. And I'd like to think that when I welcome my whole self in, I'm welcoming your whole self in. Right. But that being said, it's not this indulgent, I'm not aware of what's going on and so therefore I behave badly. Right. Yeah, I, totally, I completely agree with you. It's yeah. not in, in spite of mm-hmm. who's in front of me. Mm-hmm. No, it somehow this fertilizer, become, mm-hmm. it needs to become nourishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's meditating every morning. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I think that that's beautiful that you actually spoke to that because it is the, the genuine honesty and authenticity of a human is, is what creates that sharing and that reciprocity that you can have when you are in a guiding role. Yeah. You, it makes people feel trust yeah. because if you're being authentic, including your sticky bits, as you said, yeah. and, the, and the parts that are, I always just talk about, there's a, there's a whole bunch of me that is taking part in every single moment that I am in a day. But I guess what I mean to say, and I know you know what it is, is just that the parts of me that could manifest themselves in a one mood, Mm. in a one taking state of mind, I don't let them come in and take over. Because it's not their place. And it's not fair to the young people, because I'm usually in front of younger people, because uh, I'm so old, but no, young, OPD. much younger people. Yeah, <laughs> much younger people that I feel as though you've got enough on your plate. You, you're very uh, helped by knowing how flawed I am. You're very helped by knowing that I'm comfortable with that. You're very helped by knowing that I will not be perfect in this hour and a half that we're together, and we'll probably share some laughter over that, or maybe just a quiet moment or two, or maybe you know. Uh, whatever um (laughs) yeah i completely agree and i think it's just like we're we're talking nuances because both of us are coming to the space as full selves i think maybe i was speaking more to that and in that i know that's not what you were suggesting at all but the persona as a teacher coming in that i'm holding a certain space and you can just feel that something isn't genuine there and um which is different from like you said, especially working with younger humans. Yeah, you're not coming and sitting down and be like, you will not believe the day I have. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know. (laughs) We have known people in our past that have been like that, for sure. And it is so disconcerting. I guess I think I'm just talking about in that energetic welcoming of all the parts. Yes. um, In my own journey of uh, transformation and healing through this practice, because... I think we can all relate in the dance spaces. They're not always nurturing. No, uh, they can be quite toxic. Yeah. And so we journey through that. I needed to um, get comfortable enough with myself that I trust who I'm bringing in the room. Right. And that's what I'm sort of speaking right. to. Right. Right. And um, and I of course have been yeah. flawless my entire life. Well, so obviously, I've always trusted who came in the room. Obviously. <laughs> actually, you know, it's funny. It's it's actually very funny now that I think about it I don't ever remember remembering oh nice um, I don't remember speaking properly for a while I don't ever remember that's not true you know when I distrusted who was just there the most 
is Are we when... gonna name names? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, going there, no, people. No. I mean about myself. <laughs> uh, it is when I have been trying too hard. Totally. And I can actually, there, there's a good 10, maybe 12 times on my hands in my career in which I would have been in a public area being that trying too hard person. And it might be trying too hard to come across in a certain, oh, you know, can I just bring up this, I'm name a name, it's mine. Uh, I was being interviewed once and it was a local television station. So we're not talking CBC or BBC, but I took it very seriously and uh, felt as though I needed to uh, express myself clearly with articulation and and do the show that I was a part of justice. However, the young man that was interviewing me just happened to be baked beyond belief. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I took it upon myself to find that reprehensible and inappropriate and unprofessional. And this interview is, it's just such a beautiful, clear example of how horrifically snotty and unapproachable and nasty my face can be <laughs> in car I mean it is it is one of those times that I look back I'm I'm in my m mid to later 20s and uh you know how you feel you blink right we have to blink our eyes need hydration well I've never seen such slow <laughs> drawn I, I, I hope I can find, it's on a VHS, so it's probably, you know, beyond all hope of, but it is, I should show you sometime. It sounds I, like a gem. I, it is, <laughs> yeah, I brought it out for my husband about, I found it about 12 years ago in some sort of big closet cleaning, and I, he just started laughing. He just said, my God, you're a snob. <laughs> I just said, I really am. So, yeah, though that, that's what I mean about the trying too hard. I was I clearly needing to demonstrate that oh my goodness this whole situation is yeah. just not appropriate you know blah, and we end blah. up feeling bad about ourselves oh, and in yeah. that way i would say like that wouldn't actually be an instance of fully showing up mm -mm. like we don't show up in that way mm -mm. i feel like when we fully show up we don't behave badly mm -mm. it's almost not possible and mm -mm. that's the beautiful thing we just keep working at it i mean you have 10 instances i probably have 420 <laughs> Exactly 420. Yeah, give or take one or two. Yeah, of how, yeah, just that self, um, that balance between um, wanting to rise up yeah. to our best selves and, and, and be all that one is wanting of us. Yeah. And that line of where we're just beating ourselves up yeah. and thinking that we should be more than what is there. And so yeah. we end up like, Oof. Oh, it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? I was having a lovely memory when I was uh, anticipating speaking with you because we do have such a long friendship and there's been so, so many instances and situations as water under the bridge. Uh, and we've had gaps. We've, we've had, had gaps. big gaps. We've had time. big yeah. gaps. And that's also a beautiful example of how like everything is is shiftable and changeable to yeah. sort of interject but it's yeah. like we come together you go apart yeah you if you're meant to come back together as humans you you, you reinform each other and yeah it's like there, it's not this or that no sorry go ahead that's quite all right yeah do I interrupt again <laughs> that's why we took a break because I just could not stop interjecting <laughs> no I was thinking very fondly of how you would have been witness to uh, my very busy, um, tumultuous, 
sort of mid to late 20s and and the experiences that informed my life at that time and one of them working regularly at a place called Main Dance Place and teaching open ballet classes and again having that wonderful opportunity to have so many people coming and going and lots of different personalities in the room at the time uh, working with live musicians all the time and how many interesting experiences that brought about and given that I, I was looking back at my I found some old schedule for some reason I was there five days a week I was there every morning and then two of the days I was there for two classes back to back in the evenings that were, one was beginner ballet adult ballet it was all adults and one of them was uh, well intermediate to slash more advanced and I was thinking about some of the times where because you know is it gossiping is not really what I'm wanting to do but what I do want to do is ha have a smile shared about how sometimes they would always ha try to have a musician available for the morning ballet class but something would happen and the regular musician would no longer be available or something misscheduling and so they would scramble around looking for one that was available but the thing with musicians obviously is they need to have regular payment and regular schedule and so many of them were already taken so sometimes there would be these forays into unknown musicians or musicians of unknown origin or musicians of unknown ability, capacity, um, or compatibility with working within the ballet idiom. And I do think that you probably remember a number of them that caused some rather comedic situations. And I think one of my favorites again, keeping it just sort of open to the universe, is bringing in a musician that worked in a totally different modality. Totally different, in fact, as a therapeutic mm, musician. I think I'm picking up yeah, what you're down here. Yeah, that was such euphemism. Interesting. That was the... Ah, the yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. And that was... Uh, it was... It was the slowest ballet class yeah. I think I ever taught in my life. It's like jumping to Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> Yanni that's just woken up and is really hungover. And his flu is a little, uh, a little pasty. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So yes, I, I think that that's one of the beauties of having shared... Um, well, and I'm, I mean, just I'm just the dance gallery and then main dance place and then the beginnings of Harbor Dance. And then, yes, uh, uh, I'm going away from one another and I'm coming back together and coming back as older women. And uh, <coughs> <laughs> well, you're older, I'm younger um, as as uh, women at different stages of our lives and uh you know, getting married and, and in my case moving on and having a family, in your case moving on into a different province. Private husband number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having a family in your own right. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it's just, it's kind of, uh, it's beyond kind of, it's totally lovely to share the space and just chat with you about your direction and your directions and your desire to continue thriving in the artistic world and, and helping others thrive and helping others grow and find themselves and fertilize as you fertilize. love metaphor. Fertilize. <laughs> I love right? It. I mean, what grows a rose? Poo. Then you got it. Yep. So don't be afraid so, of it. Don't so where, of it. where are we going with that one? Where, where, are we closing the, the session with poop? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was trying to have a Which gentle, a gentle closure, and you just like Mr. Rogers, and I took it old school, <laughs> just poop. But yeah, and all the iterations. I mean, we also we performed together. Oh yes, you've we did. been in my work yes, years I ago. Have. I have. I've been in your work. Yeah. Um, all I, the I different things. I do remember sharing of the stage with you at one point, um, where both of us maybe had the. Uh, luck to maybe be injured and not be able to complete the circumstances where we we were going to be costumed in something that was, well, basically like being costumed in a paper mache cage. Do you recall that? Slash Cookie Monster. (laughs) I wish I had a photo of that nightmare. (laughs) But isn't that, I love that. I mean, I think... I oh love all goodness. of these super weird oh. situations yeah. and stories and people yeah. and the things not going quote unquote right. Yeah. It's like, it's the, it's the tapestry that's yeah. in our quilt it's of the artistry. And, yeah. Yeah. and it all think it makes us also be much more, we can shape shift yeah. and this life is not static. No. And to maybe to an in institutional situations and dance, sometimes maybe that's a false impression yeah and it's not static and it's messy and it's weird and it's yeah. awesome and it's so much elation and then there's the the, yeah. the swing side, Flip of that. side of that and the and the other thing too is is, is that uh both of our journeys are similar in the sense that they are they've been unorthodox mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and in that unorthodoxy there's been so much space for growth and personal discovery and uh i think having shared a couple of those opportunities well I, I think, A, it's lovely to know that there's someone out there that you are still in contact with, like we were discussing earlier, that remembers those in-jokes and those opportunities. And I, I think one, one, I think, okay, sorry, I'm skipping all over the place here. Something happened tonight as I was teaching that really warmed my heart, and I, I shared it with the class right afterwards, and I don't know if you've been in the circumstances nowadays in the more commercial dance world there's this expression that tends to come out of people that are viewing someone else that is doing a routine or doing a short piece or a a phrase of movement it goes yeah yeah and it's it's encouragement and it's kind of yeah you're doing it that awesome it's it's kind of like an interjection that course in the ballet world never happened because yeah. nothing happens until they applaud at the very end and it's if it does it's not unless good. you're in cuba it's okay okay it's a whole other situation okay but yes <laughs> well that's what it so i haven't i haven't experienced a lot of yeah. that as a dancer yeah i've experienced tons of it now as a teacher because in so many of the of the environments i teach in they are there's a huge uh genre crossover of that commercial mentality and uh, I was demonstrating an adage, and in, in, mid, in mid thing, I'll just call it a thing, a movement, one of the dancers, yeah. And I, I just, I, I was having a hard time not awesome. totally cracking up. And part of the reason was because it made me feel so cool. It was, <laughs> it, well, and it, but it was also just the kind of, 
I, I, I said to them because I said I'm, I'm sorry that I was giggling so hard there and, and I don't and she apologized oh I'm so sorry I just was so enjoying what you were doing I said no I want to I want to share why that made me giggle so much is because I just came off of a weekend of a convention where that is just prevalent I mean everyone's just if they like something you're doing yeah 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 you know and then while you're performing while you're doing class or whatever and part of me was kind of oh shush you know that's enough <laughs> Part of me that's probably just being overstimulated and hearing too much. But then the other part of me was thinking, that's, that must feel really neat. That's mm -hmm. as though the people on the sides are not just viewing. They're partaking. Mm -hmm. they're they know how good that feels. And they mm -hmm. want to be in there in a second. And they're appreciating watching you interpret that. And so I said that out loud. And I also said, it also reminds me a bit of sports, which I did have a very small foray into and as, a, as a young person. And although I'm not comfortable being a team player, one thing I loved was within one or two of my close friends, when we were playing on the same soccer team, we would, when we, one would catch a pass, we'd be, yeah! And it would be this, we're all in this together moment. And I just totally miss that, I guess. And so that, that was this wonderful, yes, coming of age, I went 15 all over again, mm -hmm. or actually in the case of soccer, 12, 13. And I got a chance to feel what that feels like when yeah. someone goes, yeah, and I, yeah, it was we great. We need that. Yeah. We need that as humans. I think, again, do we say this all the time as humans, every, yeah. you yeah. know, 20 years or something? Yeah. We need to feel that we are part of something together. Yeah. We need that connectivity. We need that reminder that we're not lone wolves. Yeah. And that's not the way to be successful or to yeah. feel our greatness in and through each other. And, um... And I think so many spaces are really promoting that, which yeah. I love because I think also both of us grew up at a time where certainly in the ballet room, that wasn't. No. That was encouraged. In fact, no. don't make a noise. Are no. you breathing? That's a problem. <laughs> you know, and. No bodily I functions say, say that, I mean, since we are at Harbor, it, that space, you hear people, and that's yeah. where you were rehearsing tonight, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. That it does really support this. this um, space of individuality yeah. and yet you know what don't forget your neighbors right beside you yeah. and we're a part of this together yeah. and and i think that's bleeding through all of the forms where traditionally that would be more in street dance yeah. Yeah. and now certainly in in the classes that i teach yeah. i want people to make noise and yeah. if they feel so inspired to high five and clap yeah. like why is that a bad thing exactly I, exactly. You know, we're so isolated and we can go on and on <laughs> with our phones and we're so isolated. Yeah. It's like maybe we can let some of these old paradigms melt die. away. And if Sorry, someone is not. Rough yeah, there. Die. <laughs> I said, melt away. Yes. Yes. And how can we support each other? And yeah. maybe I don't know what that looks like for you. Yeah. You know, I think maybe yeah. we can let that go as someone who's facilitating teaching. Yeah. Maybe our evolution too is I don't know what that feels like for you. Yeah. And so how who am I to prescribe mm -hmm. that particular expression? Yeah. And I would like to think that all of the other forms, more deeply codified forms, are being informed from maybe the more well, everything is, has its own vocabulary, yeah. but you know what I mean, that yeah. less hierarchical from street dance and jazz, more commercial, there is seems to be more of that sense of camaraderie yeah and yeah. um and open yeah. admiration of each other yeah. too which i love because yes. as you know in the dance in the ballet world there's so much admiration and envy and 
um, adoration and adulation, but it's so secretive yeah. and weird and it's from creepy. a coveting place. Almost. It is, yeah, and it's, it's not healthy, and no. it ends up manifesting itself in all these yeah. self-hate things. Yeah. And I, I feel like if someone just went up to somebody else and said, "Man, that was so beautiful," or yeah. "I love the way you move," or "I like your deltoids," or you know, yeah. whatever they need to say, yeah. let's not even quantify what's appropriate yeah. to say and not to say because quite honestly you're standing there next to naked anyways and you are using your body mm -hmm. to move your body is your instrument and sometimes it's so we i i'm all over the place with this too because this was on my mind today this is a hot topic this is a hot topic hot it, i feel like if people just oh Whenever they felt the need, went up to someone and said, you've got the most beautiful dimples. Yeah. I, I love seeing your dimples. And then walked away. Yeah. They don't need to start dating. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to have a big thingamadoo about it. It's not considered harassment, in my yeah. personal opinion. I, I love complimenting people. And I teased my students tonight because I complimented two of them. And I was at the very front of the room. And they were at the very, very back. And the bars were all set. So they were through a few rows of people. And I had prefaced the whole class by saying, you know, I'm a bit stressed and tired lately and I'm not necessarily going to be as on my game as I normally am. So I might screw up names, but I do know who you are. So funnily enough, I complimented these two different dancers at two different, actually within the same exercise at two different intervals. And they both turned around and gave me a look that was partially sympathetic, such as, oh, you got the wrong person, eh? Because it couldn't have been me. And then one of them was kind of, no, you, you, you definitely screwed up my name there. And I, so I called them out on it at the end of the exercise. I said, by the way, so-and-so-and-so-and-so, I completely knew what I was saying. <laughs> I knew what your name was, and you did a beautiful job. Mm -hmm. So just own that. And they're kind of, you know, and I, I smiled and I thought, oh, goodness, that's a whole workshop unto itself. Oh, yeah. Well, that is a workshop with a private chef, lavender baths. And about a weekend of just preparatory, let's chill into this work, and then oh, yeah. let's work on it for a good week. This is a year workshop. Okay. And, I, mean, I was going to yeah. go for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it took me five. <laughs> um, but it's also like, who's holding the space? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's holding the space? Mm -hmm. Because it comes, you know, we are energetic creatures. Mm -hmm. We are energy, and we read energy, and... Sometimes the words don't match the energy, and I think when we're in That's those yeah. authoritative positions, it is a powerful position to be mm. up in the front of the room to really own that because people pick up on it vibrationally. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving permission for people to celebrate mm -hmm. and to be celebrated, mm -hmm. that can come more easily. Mm -hmm. And I think when one is not because of their own stuff. Mm -hmm. um, somehow people don't feel that permission and it feels really scary. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's like that, feel like that paradigm can start melting away and I think... Please don't talk about roses again. No, yes. not roses, we're, no we're, more fertilizer, <laughs> no more poop. But I think here's the great thing is we're having this dialogue where it's like we're preaching to the choir. Mm -hmm. Th we're And we've both been doing this for a long time mm -hmm. in different ways. I know that my process have transformed over the mm -hmm. years, I'm sure yours has. And there's more than us doing it. Mm -hmm. Like that's the positive thing to mm -hmm. me that this dialogue is out there and it's um, spaces and studios are supporting that more and more. Yeah. And yeah. certainly when the doors closed, you know, it's like yeah, that is the time. Yeah. And it's being demanded of us too. Mm -hmm. I feel like these young humans are really smart and not just intellectually smart. Like no, this yeah. emotionally more int intelligent and just this wherewithal and. Um, 
yeah, they need more than just the prescribed get her done. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. This way. Yeah, my way. This particular, <laughs> very particular, don't go any other way, way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, when we say like that, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. I would like think that that's what we share. Yeah. Whatever it, like manifestation it does, mm-hmm. that's the core of it. Mm-hmm. And so whether it be in a class or mm-hmm. you're creating or mm-hmm. the, like giving birth, giving birth, yeah. that's creating. I did that so creatively. Whether it's out at a restaurant, but those <laughs> seeds stay with you. Yes, absolutely. Plant your seeds. <laughs> okay. I think this is a perfect time to say I have so thoroughly enjoyed conversing with you. Thank you for uh, giving me the time and the space and sharing your thoughts and your feelings and your experiences with all of the listeners. Should we finish with a song? Um, I prefer not to sing. <laughs> if you would like to this sing. This has been a really long one. If you're still hanging on with us, kudos, and you're definitely getting something in the mail. <laughs> Jill will be sending <laughs> I will be coming to your home. <laughs> okay. Adieu. Adieu. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. to Sarah's Space, Jill. Thank you. And thanks all of you for listening, and we'll talk again soon.